Welcome to Jeremy and Brian Try to Podcast. This is episode three. This is a two-for-one narration here. I, I hope you guys appreciate that. I, uh, I did a little narration when I first recorded this because uh, there were some audio issues. And uh, the very next day, I went ahead and, and plugged in a narration here. But I've gone back and listened to it again to make sure it is uh, ready to release. And this is straight fire. I was just texting Brian about this. This one is straight fire. Um, I missed a couple of, uh, of swear words, so you're going to hear those in there. I actually edited them out and added a little bit of a cha-ching there. So for those of you keeping track, uh, uh, we've got a swear jar continuing on here. But um, this is an episode where Brian uh, finally starts to break down some of the, uh, the issues that he's had in the past, some of his addiction. And it's really important to me. Uh, my audio actually goes out for, I'll explain it in the second intro, the one that you're so blessed to hear a second time. I don't want to go over it here again, but, uh, Brian goes into a lot of his addictions that he had and he talks a little bit about the fact that there are people out there who go, uh, along the same path as he has gone. And it's just an important episode. Now, don't forget I'm here too, and I'm hilarious, but Listen to what Brian has to say here. We're starting to get into a little bit of his psyche and we're hitting our stride. We're finding who we are. We don't even mention the name of the episode, uh, the name of the, of the podcast in this episode, because we aren't there yet, but we're hitting our stride. You can hear it. I'm proud of this. Brian's proud of this. He's texting me right now. He's, he's texting me right now. Dude, I won't share this with anyone. I just told him it's going to affect our downloads if he shares this, this with somebody because... He doesn't know how to podcast. He doesn't understand all this type of stuff. He said, dude, share me a link. I'm going to give it to people. No, you can't give it to people. You have to, you have to download this, okay? You got to listen to this. You got to rate us on iTunes. You got to find us. We're trying to podcast on everything. We're trying to podcast on Twitter, Facebook, trytopodcast.com, trytopodcast at gmail.com. Send us your voice memos there and communicate with us. We we finally dropped last week. We're getting some positive feedback and we want to hear from you guys. We want to interact with you guys and it's happening. This is so fun. I'm loving this. Listen to episode number three. This is try to podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is going to be our first, uh, uh, official unofficial intro due to the fact that I am not a paid producer. I don't know what happened. I think I was typing, taking notes during our recording, and I pressed space when I was actually in uh, Audacity is the program that I use to record. And when you press space in Audacity, uh, it stops recording. So I stopped recording about eight minutes before we ended. You didn't miss much, but I did want to give you a warning and let you know. I'm going to leave a lot of what Brian has to say after I cut out in, which I guess... (laughs) If you think about it, it's kind of funny because um, that means what I had to say is not worth a damn. So at least the last eight minutes worth of the show, I didn't say much of anything. Um, but I'm going to leave a lot of it in because a lot of what Brian has to say I think is important. So listen for an edit point. Uh, by now you probably have heard of the edit point that I use. It is that right there. And um, that's when you're going to know that, oh, Jeremy is no longer talking. Um, and for just for the you know case of transparency, for the sake of transparency, rather, I'm going to 
you know, edit down some of the silence that's in there. Uh, so I'm going to make Brian sound good for once. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Again, check the show notes for our uh, contact information. We're recording a lot of episodes in advance because uh, Brian just uh, doesn't necessarily feel too comfortable uh, on mic. And honestly, I want to bank quite a few shows, get some, get ahead a little bit so that uh, we can actually offer you a, a good polished product um, in a shorter amount of time. We're going to release all these uh, a little quicker uh, and then start doing weekly episodes. So uh, here you go. Enjoy this episode. We start off with me jamming to a little bit of System of a Down. <laughs> all right. Sorry about that. I was... Uh... That was awesome. <laughs> this is uh, what I do sometimes when I'm just sitting here alone, so... I am always sitting here alone. Thanks, Debbie Downer. I uh, I was sitting here um, getting set up, and I had some. I had my headphones in, and I was like, oh, I want to listen to something to get me pumped up. Um, and I got into iTunes, and freaking System of a Down, their yeah. original album, the System of a Down self-titled album, 20 years old this year. Oh my God, dude. That speaks that's to crazy. me. It speaks to me yeah. on many levels because that's the first band that I listened to where I was wow. like, oh my God, this is my band. Everything before that was all like Christian this, Christian that. I had to have Oh yeah, a, I, I remember you said that Michael W. Smith tank top. Oh yeah, I had to, I had to <laughs> I mean like it, it broadened my horizon system of a down did. It was so, it was so good and like political and the, like. You no, know, Pink Floyd the Wall did that to me. Did it really? Yeah, I mean, so what you're saying, I yeah. understand what you mean. Yeah, it was all it was all Merle Haggard, George Jones, oh, and then and then I had a uh, English teacher in high school come in with the ponytail. Mr. Mitchell walks in, hippie <laughs> deluxe, and says, "We're going to watch a movie called Pink Floyd: The Wall, and you're going to write a research paper on it." <laughs> Blew me away. Bought the CD that day, the really? double disc. Wow. Yeah, I had never really gotten into uh, Pink Floyd's The Wall, but clearly I got into System of a Down. I've already got you recording. Do you want to press record on your end? I'm, I'm going, buddy. I'm going. going. We're rolling over here. With a yet, 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 with a yet. Ooh, ooh. If you want to go and take a ride with me, we're three wheeling in the fall with the goldies. Oh, why must I live this way? You wanna go and get high with me? Smoke a L in the back of the Benzy. Oh, why must I feel this way? What a way to start the show, man. I'm gonna keep all that music in there and everything. Guys, a system of a down 20 years. This, it's, I'm, I'm getting old. We're getting old. Uh, you know, clearly that's what's happening. We're getting old. I remember the first time I saw a kid walk by with a Letterman's jacket on with two zeros on it. Ah, uh, yeah. Thinking, oh my God, class of 2000, wow. And now this year, the class of 2019 will graduate? They will graduate. But no, you you know what you see wa- walking around now? You see 2025 Letterman jackets oh and stuff. It's crazy. It's crazy. Dude, we're getting too old. I uh, my, my niece just left my house today. Um, she stopped by to drop off my wife's clothes because she borrows my wife's clothes a lot now. <laughs> Uh, wow. We're going to Colorado here in a couple of weeks. We're going to go hiking and stuff. And uh, uh-huh. so Sarah had let her borrow her clothes for the last hiking trip they went on. Now she had to bring it back over. I was like, oh, gosh, she's getting old. She leaves. And then she's like remote starting her car and looking down at her phone at the same time. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, when did you get this age? When did this happen? 
And she's just yeah, my that's niece. Crazy. She's just my niece. Imagine. That, I don't know. That's just. I mean, is is this the niece that used to be around all the time when we were hanging out years ago? Oh yeah, yeah. One yeah, I same. mean, I, I remember you know her just being a kid, and, and uh, now she's remote starting her car. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. What do, what kind of car does she freaking have, dude? You can get a car these days that's five years old that comes standard. Standard with remote start. It's crazy. Yeah, that wasn't a thing before I went <laughs> into prison. Well, we should introduce you had to pay ourselves. a lot of extra money to get that. We should introduce ourselves. Uh, once again, this is going to be episode quattro. Uh, it's quattro. Quattro, and uh, I'm Jeremy. I'm joined as I uh, as I am every week by uh, my my uh, my Huskow friend. Brian. Nobody calls it that. <laughs> Chody. Chody. is in the house. Chody, Chody, Chode. Are we ever mm-hmm. going to... I guess we did kind of explain we both call each other Chody, so... Yeah, Chody is interchangeable. So, like, if we're, like, in the middle of a story, especially if we're telling a story from the past, and we just start calling each other Chody, or if we get worked mm-hmm. up about something that we're doing, and we start calling each other Chody, just know that that's a thing. That's what we do. Yes. It's just... That's just what we do. <laughs> yeah, that's unexplained... I- I can never go back and do the exact genesis of it, but it happened, and you guys are going to live with it. <laughs> Dude, I... I don't know how. I, uh, I have to... I have, I have something controversial to talk about today. I've got a couple Uh-oh. things that are controversial. So I don't know if you have anything that you wanted to get to, or should we just jump in to, uh, to what I've got? Let's get it going. Let's get it going. Um, mm-hmm. i got to tell you, first of all, that... I like craft beer. I like it. It's good. Do you like Do you like craft beer? Are you a craft beer guy? Craft beer, is that like where you drink some Bud Light as you work on cross-stitching or... It used to be before you went in the Hooskow. <laughs> That's what it used I, to be. I, I, I am aware that there's... Is, are they also called IPs or is that a different thing? What is it? <laughs> I'm just... I'm, Your IP address is what people will look at <laughs> next time you go to jail to find out if you got into any of else's personal information. Oh, man. No, um, <laughs> no that's an IPA. That's an... That's, that's an oh, IPA. Yeah, there we India, go. See, India it's Pale been a while, Ale. everybody. Oh, and, God. Uh, that's an India Pale Ale, and I am kind of uh, a beer snob, so an India Pale Ale, the reason why it's so hoppy is because... I like Bud Light. Bud Light's not, not good. Um, but I'm not going to judge you for it. I'm past that. I'm no longer a uh-huh. beer snob. Okay. Good. But I, let me explain to you because uh, um, IPAs are actually kind of interesting. It was uh, it was beer they they used to bring over from the motherland, England, to India, and the mm-hmm. only way to store it and to keep it fresh is to put a whole bunch of hops in there, and so it had to make okay. the journey you know, all the way to India so that they could actually drink it when they get there and, sure. you know, sell it and stuff like that. Uh, and so it was sure. ended up being really hoppy. So it became a style based off of that. And uh, it's... It, oh, and that's where Don't Worry Be Hoppy comes from. That's I got where it. it I comes remember from. this story. Very I good. I remember this story. It's all coming back mm-hmm. to you. So some information mm-hmm. did get to you in the Hooskow. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Hooskow's not happening. It's, uh, Continue, please. It, come on. A, a, a white guy who's only been to jail one time gets to name it Every that gets the name of the Who's and everybody else has to listen. Is the way. No, it that's not how it works. That's not no. how it works at all. <laughs> that's not. I've got no, a lot the to new guy who's only been there once breaks in his prison wall and runs errands so he doesn't get it taken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right, continue about your your beer. I'm building it up too much. I don't. Um, I don't judge people for what they drink anymore. I used to do that as a beer snob, but I will judge you if you bring me a beer that you have made. And hand it to me, 
like you're the only person in the world who makes craft beer. I'm sick of it. All of my friends make craft beer and every single one of them, no matter how it tastes, we're all sitting in a row going, oh, 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 yeah, this uh, is really uh, good. Wow. Uh, good job. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah Brian. Uh-huh. This is uh this doesn't taste uh-huh. tell me. It, it, it tastes exactly like everybody else's beer that they made me try for the first time. <laughs> that I lied to them. So, okay, I, I have a question, Jeremy. Okay. Because uh, this shocks me that all your friend you have all these friends making beer. That's just, yes. I don't know if it's nerdy or cool at all, but it's, I'm gonna it's say neither. this that <laughs> it's do, do they just go to those beer stores that's, and buy that basic kit with that little brown barrel and they got the bag and mix they throw it together and all of a sudden they think they're making beer yes yes okay well in that case i i, I run a pizza restaurant because i got a DiGiorno <laughs> earlier and i put it in my oven and i'm now a pizza chef i want you to come try some of my pizza hey it, it won't taste like anybody else's i guarantee it i'm a baker i've got these i've got some uh some Crisco, and I've got some. I've got some uh, the Golden Lights puffs that, that pop out. Yeah, I, yes. I I am now a baker, and I, I also well, I'm 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 a sandwich maker too because I went to Quick Trip and got a whole bunch of sandwiches, unwrapped them, and presented them to you. I mean, yes, well, I want you to know it tastes just like the one that I made. Yesterday. <laughs> That's my problem. Like I know I know a couple people who actually get their own hops. Like they know somebody mm-hmm. who grows hops. Mm-hmm. They age the hops the way they're supposed to dry them out the way they're supposed to they add actual dry like pineapples that they've dried and stuff like that i mean actually making the beer and those are the people who make good beer but i'm sorry everybody who goes to the store and gets the prepackaged things that all you do is pour the ingredients exactly the way Mm -hmm. that they tell you to set the timer and wait yeah i mean once (laughs) it goes ding you have beer i'm sorry yes and I don't yeah, have the balls it. to tell anybody this to their face, but some I was I, said it. I was someplace the other day where somebody brought me a beer, and I'm just like, I ha- I have to, I-, I have to have this, I have to have the same beer that I've had from everybody else. Everybody brings me the same, okay. <laughs> and then I I take a sip, and everybody else is looking at the person and lying to them too. Oh, this is really good. I'm just like, enough, enough. Unless you're actually making the beer, I don't want to have your. I mean, bring me a Bell's Two Hearted Ale. I'll have a Bell's Two Hearted. You know why? They perfected it. They're good at it. They know exactly. what they're doing. Exactly. <laughs> will... There's no need to continue it. And Let's move on to the next problem. What about cancer? Ex- well, as long as you make it yourself, I'm okay with it. No, the cure, not making cancer. Oh. <laughs> oh I'm, I'm no, against we don't cancer. Do... I'm for yeah, the cure. No more. I'm for the cure. Yes, there, there you okay, go. Okay, so we're on the same page. I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sick of it. And I'm I'm testing my waters here on the podcast so that next time somebody like, hey, here, have one of my craft beers, I can look them in the face and say, no, thank you, and continue drinking my Stone IPA. Thank you. You know, before I try your beer, could you please explain to me the processes which were involved creating it? If it involves you ripping open a prepackaged mix, sir, I say good day. I say good day, sir. I say good day, sir. I know people who actually like bring their own beer to family reunions and like oh. name their beer oh. and stuff. I'm just like, I, I saw you make this. I saw you order it online and I, no. and I love all these people. I love all these people. I'm sure I, there's things that I do that they're like, you're a phony and a fake. So yeah, perhaps it just reminds me like the same person at the family reunion is like, you guys sit around here and, uh, 
try my beer, and I'm going to have little Susie play her violin so she can show you what she uh, played at the recital. Uh, and then we're going to show some videotapes of Johnny's baseball game. Oh, gosh. gosh. These self-absorbed people. My dad, we used to have an ice cream social uh, at, at Norwich oh, Days. Oh, my God. Yeah. How are you younger than me? <laughs> ice cream social, nobody has those anymore. <laughs> we did. We did it in high school. Uh, oh my! There were ice cream gosh. socials for the mm. for the church. Uh, it was an inner church council thing. All right. So all the churches would oh. get together at the, the park. Knights Templar sounds like it, yeah, basically continue. at and it was the last day of Norwich Days, which is like the town festival, and we would basically get, the same as Woodstock. As, well, for the area, yeah, <laughs> yeah. For the continue. for the six two zero, you're damn right. Uh, uh-oh. Oh, yeah, that's right. So <laughs> we would get together, and inevitably every year my dad would forget to make ice cream because it's supposed to be homemade ice cream that everybody brings. And everybody's bringing in, like, the, the wood container with the ice in there and stuff and the metal metal and container that's hard that work. Sits in. Yeah, you got to crank that thing for hours. Oh, yeah. And here's my dad racing to Brahms, which is 30 miles away. To get some nicely churned ice cream, bring it back, let us sit out for a bit, churn it in there. And I'm like, Dad, you're the head elder of this church, and you are lying to everybody. Unacceptable, Gary. But Unacceptable, Gary. He would win best ice cream, like every time. And it was a contest, too? (laughs) Yeah, it was an ice cream contest. Oh, Gary. And he would win. And Mary, shame on both of you. I'm just like, this is, this is, that's the craft beer. That's, you you didn't make that ice cream, pa. Yeah, exactly. But you're standing there getting your picture taken with the trophy. Oh, man. (laughs) Getting the, (laughs) getting the, uh, the Brahms, it was, it was an ice cream scoop that you got, like, engraved with your name on it. Oh, wow. It was a nice. You guys have a a hundred of those in the kitchen. (laughs) And it's just a collection of lies. <laughs> so don't bring me your beer, guys. If you if you make, I've I've got a couple friends, and you know who you are. Bring me your good beer, but the other ones, guys. I'm looking at you. You don't see me chopping up the cookie dough and trying to tell you that I made some homemade cookies. I, exactly. Oh man, they're all the same size and uniform perfectly. Congratulations. <laughs> Why does this engraved one? Oreo on top of all of them? <laughs> exactly. This guy has a lot of time on his hands. <laughs> You know what I do enjoy? Homemade wines. Ooh, do you? Interesting. Yes. I mean, I uh, enjoy homemade wines. I've had, you know, some cranberry wine, which is really good. Strawberry wine. 17. Greatest song about a girl losing her virginity ever. (laughs) Well, Like a Virgin wasn't bad either. Her first taste of love was bittersweet. Oh, my God. Oh, what's she talking about there? You are filling Woo. me in. Oh, my God. That's dirty. Wow. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I needed that. I had no idea that that was about losing mm-hmm. a virginity. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> okay. And it, apparently one night is funny because that she just brought it up. One night these <laughs> girls were singing at karaoke at the bar. Uh, and apparently, I don't even remember this because I was pretty wasted. <laughs> I walked up and grabbed the mic and said, this song's about a girl losing her virginity. And I just gave it back to him. <laughs> That's the first thing everybody says to me when I walk in now. And I don't even remember. Was it, here? it. Was it up in Leavenworth? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. So, this song's about a girl losing her virginity. I just love the fact that you're doing an impression of you holding a microphone when you have a microphone in front of your face. I, I know, but that's a big old microphone right there. <laughs> you go up there with the cans on, too? <laughs> I wanted to say this song is about losing yeah, virginity. Yeah, so I, that, all that happened. Well, I used to so, so, so. I used to work at a karaoke bar, and I got wasted one night at work, 
and somebody tried to do uh, DMX, and I just sat up there going, oh, 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 the entire time, and oh. everybody got pissed <laughs> off at me. But that's that's neither here nor there. You said you like um, homemade wine. That's way yeah. different because you have to actually make the wine. You don't, yeah, yeah. You can't. I can't. You don't just buy something, dump it out, and let it rot. I don't, can't imagine, right? I mean, you have to like get your own fruits and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Right? And you have to let them ferment for the right amount of time. Then you bottle mm. it up and um, seal it. It's got to be sealed, right? Right. So you know, because wine is supposed to last and be good forever as long as it's sealed and the bottle's okay. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Really. There's sunken really ships good. that they get like in the Mediterranean that still have wine in them, like from 2,000 years yeah, ago. Yeah. That, that, that would be good. That would be drinkable and yeah. worth a lot of money. Yeah. You actually speaking said, of speaking of alcohol in the ocean. Yeah. Did you see this? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you sent this to me earlier today. I, I, I guess yeah. all I saw was the uh, all I saw was the the picture of it and the headlines. So you're gonna have to fill me in on it. Oh man, well I guess this building collapsed and got thousands upon thousands of barrels of whiskey fell into the ocean. It was into the ocean. Maybe into a lake. Oh, is it is it is it Jefferson's Ocean Bourbon? Is that uh, is that the, what it is? The, the brand name they did not have on the headline there, but I can tell you this: as you said, that's millions of dollars. Yeah, it's got to be millions of dollars. And, and, and not to mention all the time. I mean, it takes to let a barrel of whiskey mature. I guess is that right? Yeah, mature. you went to a distillery, right? Well, I mean, what, yeah. It, what are we looking at here? It makes me wonder. So, I, what I saw was dozens, if not maybe hundreds, of barrels that had like rolled off of this thing and, and into the ocean, into a body of water somehow. It makes me wonder, look at the article, see if you can find out if it's Jefferson's Ocean. It says 9,000 barrels of bourbon oh. were sent crashing to the ground after a building collapsed in Kentucky. Okay, so it was just in Kentucky. Side note then, there's there's a, a, a type of bourbon by Jefferson's, which is a distillery. They age their bourbon in ships. So they send them out to the ocean, they age them in bourbon barrels, and the sloshing around of the boat is like really good for because it, it coats the barrel itself, you know, and that's how you like suck the sugars out of it. And then uh-huh. it's the salt water out there. Salt starts to get into it. So like when you have a little sip of this Jefferson's Ocean, it tastes like the ocean. It's so delicious. But that's not what that is. <laughs> so Dude, you're so full of it, though. I know you say it tastes like the ocean. To me, it's going to taste just like any other whiskey out of the bottle. No, it doesn't. Here's the thing. It tastes like, okay, you know salted caramel? Yes. It tastes like salted caramel. Like it, you know when you have salted caramel? Yeah, you can really the, taste the salt. You really taste yeah. the salt and then a little bit of caramel on the aftertaste because bourbon is sweet. And it's delicious. Dude, bourbon is not sweet. <laughs> oh, it is so sweet. This Buffalo <laughs> Trace right here is so sweet. Oh, man, look at you just drinking it like it's nothing. Oh, it's good. Oh. It's delicious. It's I'm delicious. drinking Pepsi and Chew Spit once again. Oh, God. That is so gross. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Delicious. so that's that's millions of dollars worth of, of bourbon that that fell. Um, I I I can't believe. So when we went on the distillery tour, they had um, all sorts of safety uh, for these type of situations because when they first started making these things, you got to think back in the eighteen hundreds, they didn't give uh-huh. a crap if somebody got injured on the job. OSHA did not exist. Yeah, they they don't they didn't give a crap how many hours you worked. They didn't give a crap how old your child was that was working nope. there. 
But nope. they did care about the barrels themselves. Yes. And uh, there used to be fires that would break out at random because <laughs> it's really flammable material that they're working with. That's and they're exactly aging right. in old barrel casks. So yes. it's it's just it's just a fire waiting to happen. So they end up, you know, trying to take all these precautions, making sure there's no fires, making sure they've got all sorts of precautions taken into place. I, it makes me wonder if this is a really old building that they just never thought of collapsing. In 150 years. Oh, it's years. all right. Just keep piling it up over there. We'll be good. Just we'll be good. Keep leaning against that old 150-year-old Hey, this building's been here since 1825. <laughs> It'll last forever. <laughs> and uh, now, that's you know that right there can cost jobs. That right there is going to be a bad deal. Uh, it's going to be a shortage. Up. It's going to be the, whoever, whatever uh, bourbon company that is, which uh, this is something that we should learn from. Let's get that information next time before we start talking. Yeah, about you it. know what? That's a good thing. Let me go and just uh, we'll, we'll cut this out in editing. Nah. Let's go back to the top on this. Holy cow! All the information in the world at my fingertips, and I have nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Let me get the full story here. Yeah. Fire officials in Bardstown, Kentucky, said the collapse happened at Barton, 1792. Oh my God! I toured that place. Just after 11 a.m. on Friday, 9,000. Oh my gosh, the the footage is just incredible. This whole, I mean, this building just collapsed in half. Oh my god! It, it's cut right down the middle, and there's just piles, 9,000 barrels and racks all over the place. Uh, that is one of the oldest distilleries in uh, in Kentucky. That's crazy. This built this building houses 20,000 barrels, and they lost nine of them. Wow! I just went. I was there in April. Uh, end of April, we toured that place. I had actually, I've got a cork from there uh, that has my birth date on it. Funny thing, we went there on the twenty first, and I said, "Dang it, we should have come here yesterday." They're like, "Why?" I said, "That was my birthday." They just took a. St- I was like, "Do you have any corks from yesterday?" They're like, "No, but I've got a stamp right here." They just click one back one uh, date, <laughs> boom. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, hey, that, that'll work too." But uh, perhaps it was all my fault since uh, since they. Uh, yeah, I don't know what you did when fate. you were there. Tested fate by clicking back on the uh, on the old stamper there. That's my bad. That's right. Haven't you learned anything about Back to the Future? You just caused a rift in the time, in the time space, space continuum. Time continuum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be my bad, Barton's 1972, 1792. Oops. Sorry about that. Here's the thing, Oops. though. It's not that good. It's not that good. Oh. But what they'll do oh. is now there's going to be a shortage, and it's going to become a popular uh, a popular bourbon, and uh, yeah, they're going to be able to charge more demand. Now, now yep. yeah, it's worth more per bottle. Or they're going to come out with a special, you know, collapsed edition, talking about uh, how the collapse of the building had shook loose some of the devil's cut from the from the bourbon barrels, and now it's more strong. You have, you know, Mila Kunis on there talking about it. I met that barrel, by the way. I met that barrel when I was at the uh, at the Jim Beam Distillery. They have it up yes. there. I met it. I walked by and I touched it. I, I met. So basically, you basically, could, you've touched her. I, I've touched. You could say definitively, I have touched Mila Kunis's barrel. Man, that that's she nice. touched. That is that nice. is nice. So they have that one on Ooh, display. It's huh? real sweet too. Oh, yeah. so you're talking about the one that she says in a commercial that's hers, and she's mm-hmm. setting it aside for five years. Yeah, yeah, the one she's setting aside for a couple of years. I got a picture next to it and everything because I'm getting old and I take pictures next to things. Yeah, I, I noticed that. <laughs> I noticed. That. <laughs> I saw my I saw a picture of my dad standing next to a statue the other day, and I was like, oh, that's silly. Old people stand next to statues. Then I went back to the like the next photo from the same trip, and there was me standing yep. next to the same one. I was like. Oh. <laughs> Dang, that was a fun trip, though. That was a fun trip. 
<laughs> yeah, well, you got you got to get your picture taken next to as many statues as you want because pretty soon they're all going to be torn down because they're racist. Yeah, yeah. I uh, and you know what? I'm all for it. Ooh. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, hey, I'm I'm offended by the Martin Luther King statue. <laughs> it's racist. It's actually Tear it down. the exact opposite of racist. It's, it's the exact opposite, actually. Oh, hey, I will find a reason. I will find a reason. <laughs> he cheated on his wife. Tear it down. Yeah, but, I mean. I know oh what well. charismatic guy hasn't. I know, exactly. I get it. You're pretty charismatic, Jeremy. What are you saying? I don't know. <laughs> I need a statue? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And a long talk with your wife. Yeah. Hey, you brought up a uh, uh, prison vocabulary word. Oh, yeah. Do we still want to do that one? Yes, we do. Okay. Prison word of the week. Week, 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 week. Chomo. Chomo. Hey, let's go over there and kick that guy's... <laughs> yes, let's go over there and kick his freaking... <laughs> because he's a chomo. Ooh. A chomo is a child molester. Oh my. So Yes. So I mean that that just makes sense, right? Can you What's that? explain the origin? Obviously, cho Why chomo? Why not chimo? Chimo. Chimo. I think I think, you know, maybe some prisoner back in the day thought he's being creative with a rhyme or something like that. <laughs> but uh um, you know, it's cr- you can go into prison as a murderer, yeah, a thief, okay, a drug dealer, okay, yeah, I get, yep, sure. All these sounds and, like good reasons to go to jail, and and uh, <laughs> and you are welcomed with open arms by most of the MA population. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. You're cool. Sit with us. Sit with us. Yeah, you can sit with us. But if you have hurt a woman or a child. You will be subject to pay. The old prison justice system. So I've always Just, heard about this. Obviously, this is something, a pop pop culture, where I, let's face it, it's where I learned everything. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I went to college and I still learned more from watching movies in my life. But, <laughs> so everybody always says that, you know, child molesters, they get, the, you know, you're, you're going to get yours when you go to prison. Mm-hmm. I, to what extent? I mean, are they separated? Are they well? They're typically separated when they're in county jail for protection. Okay. Um, and you know this this is actually a pretty eye-opening event for me because, like we've talked about before, nobody in my family had ever been in trouble. Nobody ever expected me to be in trouble. So going to jail before I went to prison um, was quite an eye-opener for me because. My family wasn't talking to me. They were that upset with me. Right. They wouldn't. They wouldn't uh, write. They wouldn't take my phone calls, and uh, it was it was eye opening. And um, I was so hungry and I was so starved that me, a guy who had just been a bank manager, was now washing drug dealer socks for candy bars and ramen noodle soups. Oh. Uh, mixed yeah, together so, or <laughs> I mean uh, yeah it's really good you should try it sometime <laughs> I mean um, I've heard of like putting chips in your candy bars but dipping but in ramen I don't know about that it's good it melts it down it's it, you should try it I hadn't but thought about that I, that's a, that's a valid at the um, the the pod across the hall from us was the uh, protective pod you know with all the child molesters okay and 
I would watch on commissary day. Commissaries where if you have money on your prison or jail account, you can order extra food so you don't have to just eat what they serve, you know, for lunch, dinner, and breakfast, right. which is minimal and disgusting. I learned that on Orange is the New Black. So See, there you go. There you, go. you know, Orange is the New Black has some very accurate things in it. It really does, even though it's a comedy. Right. There's still some very accurate things in that show. Interesting. Um, we'll have to break that down sometime. Yeah, yeah, we should. As a matter of fact, I watched a show today called Shot Caller, which is also very accurate. It's on. It's free on Amazon right now. It's where Shot Caller, Shot Caller. Well, see, a Shot Caller is actually you know gang or prison terminology. That means that you're the leader of the group. You're the one calling the shots, um, huh. like attacks, or uh, you're going to be the one telling who's going to do this, who's going to do that. How long did it um, take you to become the Shot Caller? Well, basically, that movie's about me. It's where a guy who's upper middle class goes to prison and takes over a gang. And it's really not named after me. But what's really crazy is how <laughs> I this like guy how you was had to say, "Just kidding, guys." J.K. Yeah, I was going to say it's not about me. <laughs> this, um, you know, and this, the the tagline for this movie is, you know, some some criminals um, are made in prison, uh, and that's very true. Interesting. Like this guy was sent to prison for getting into a. Um, a accident while he was barely intoxicated uh, and he got in a car wreck and killed and two people died in the car wreck. Uh. So he was sent to prison for that for vehicular manslaughter, two counts. And while he was in there, he was, uh, you know, tainted by being around the wrong people. Right. So he works his way up and all of a sudden, you know, a guy who's not even racist is like the head of a white supremacist gang in prison uh, uh, gets another additional eight years added on a sentence for carrying out a hit and killing a guy. Um, so, you know, it's like showing how you can be corrupted if you don't do the right things while you're in there and surround yourself with the right people. You can definitely be led down the wrong path. But um, I was going to say, we're, was, we're going down a tangent here, and, I, and I, I want you to finish what you're talking about, but how much of a draw was that in prison for you? I mean, you are pasty white guy who's never been in trouble in his life. I mean, never been caught for being in trouble in his life. And here you are in prison. I mean, again, this is pop culture. I don't know, but everything I know about it from movies tells you. Yeah. So you either got to go in so there that, and punch the biggest guy. That's a good point. Or I, I guess I need person. to wrap up what I was talking about first. Okay. I would see the commissary cart going to the child molester pod, right? Okay. And it was packed with so many bags. So, I mean, overflowing, you know, with uh, with bags of food that these people had ordered. And I'm just sitting there thinking, like, man, these guys have defiled. You know, they've they've taken the innocence from a child. Right. They have, you know, done one of the most despicable things you could possibly do. And their families are sending them money. Right. What kind of low life am I? Wow. I can't even get my parents <laughs> to answer a phone call, right. for God's sakes. Right. Um, but so then, then you get to prison, and it's, it's a lot more serious because now those guys – are thrown into the mix with everyone else. Right. And now you're not in there with just, you know, people who are in there for, like in, in county jail, you can have guys for DUIs. You know, maybe a guy didn't pay child support. Well, when you go to prison, you know, you're sitting there in a, in, uh, it's set up in cubicles, right? So you have cubies. You have two bunk beds in there. So there's four people per per um, cube. And in my cube, it was two murderers, a guy in, uh, in there for aggravated uh, kidnapping, and then me in there for being a con man and a thief. Wow. Um, so it's... it's uh, There's your first you're, hint, you're everybody. Con man and a, and a thief. There's your first hint for what uh, yes, Brian went yes. to jail for. First hint. Yes. 
There you go. Just a little <laughs> Easter egg, if you will. Also, an Easter egg is what you call something that you push out of your prison wallet. Um, also known as a keister egg. Um, whenever you... That might um, be the title of this episode. <laughs> so, so, so now they're thrown into, into the masses. And the thing is, is that the prison makes it so easy. There's something called a drop sheet. A drop sheet is something they put up the night before, which shows who's moving in, who's moving out. Whoa, what? Okay. Yeah. So you see all the new the names of the new people who are coming in. Doesn't list offenses, right? It doesn't list offenses. No, no, it does not. But next to it, it says general worker, which means this person can move freely about. They can leave the prison to go do jobs, which means that they haven't, you know, done anything like that. Then there's a limited worker, which means they are not allowed to leave the prison, not allowed to be about around women and children. Oh wow! So and based then, off of their assignment, you get an idea. Off that, of what the their credit is. score is already pretty shaky at that point. Right. And then there's something called Face Sheet Friday. Okay. Face Sheet Friday when you're your first you week. Sound of you, new t- next time you say that, you got to say it like Oprah. Face Sheet. Face Sheet Friday. Friday! You're getting a That's cell. It. You're getting a cell. You're getting a cell. <laughs> oh, yes. So that what's going to happen is is uh, two of the bigger people from that, that unit are going to be walking around to all the bunks and saying, give me your face sheet. Your face sheet is what they give you in, and when you first get to the prison institution that has your mugshot and all of your charges of why you're in prison. What? And right then and there is going to decide what the rest of your stay is going to be like. So I'm sorry. I was laughing about Face Sheet Friday. Who comes around doing that? That's not like an officer. That's No, 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 no. Is that no. a shot caller type? Bigger, more threatening and yes. Oh. Yes, because this right here is a big money deal. I mean, there's something in pri- in, in prison and jails called a store which is an inmate who has a lot of commissary in their locker and they sell it two for one. So, you want one soup, you're going to give me two back. Or you're going to give me three back, maybe, wow. the, the interest, you know. And, and and they run these stores pretty seriously. And if you don't pay, then you're going to get beaten pretty badly. It doesn't matter if it's over two candy bars. Right. It's the principle of the matter. They won't look weak, and they will get you. Right. Um, Makes sense. Yes, for sure. So, I mean, in um, a weird way. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's really a different. It's strange how um, the craziest things suddenly become routine in right. there. Interesting. Um, so, so what's going to happen? Like they look at my face sheet, they look it up and down, and then they give me a dap and say, "All right, man, if you need anything, come holler at me." You know, basically, like you know, you're good with us, right? Okay. They give you a dap for those listeners who have no idea what a dap is. A dap is when they extend a closed fist and you pound the fist. You pound right. the fist together. Pound it. You Pretty know? sure everyone knows what but, pound it. Yeah, is but, now, but, yeah. But, but you definitely want to say, you know, dap that. You don't want to say pound me. You don't want to say. Right. You know, yeah, you want to be careful. You don't want them to take that the wrong way. Give me way. some skin, brother. Oh, all right. <laughs> How and many inches of skin do you want? let's say that they come around to a chomo's bunk. Ah. First of all, dang it, I can't remember where I put it. Um, It's got to be, uh, 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 where is it, punk? Oh, I, punk, I, mean, oh. punk means, okay, first of all, there's another thing. You got to strike that word from your vocabulary. Really? Gro- you know, growing up in like, a white neighborhood punk means you're being a jerk or you're being mean or right. you know why you be no a punk in prison means you're a bitch and a fat. Whoa, hey! Told, I mean, I, I, 
Okay, I'm sorry. I, I'm just letting you know that, that 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 that's what they hear. Right, right. Calling someone a a bitch. Charge me again. <laughs> calling somebody, you know, a a, a punk. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something else. <laughs> calling somebody a punk. Or th those are the two. If you call, if you call somebody those, you're going to be in a fight because they will not. They have to show that they're a man in front of everybody else, or there'll be a mark. Wow. So if you call somebody a bit <laughs> or a punk, <laughs> then there's going to be a fight or a stabbing. You know, who, who knows? Wow. So, um, you know, so they're like, where is the punk? Get it out. You know, because they, first of all, they already know they're a limited worker on the sheet. And usually those guys just have a look about them. Right. I you thought know? that might be the case. They they stand out in the crowd. So there's you know, a look, because, and I imagine there's a there's a body language. Oh yeah, for right? sure. Because they they they've been warned, and then they pull it out. The guy looks it over, and then he gives him a dap. Okay, mm. <laughs> so I mean, I guess he goes basically, you're with me. Oh, and then his homeboy behind him. Is going to give him a commissary list for fifty bucks. Oh shit! Dang. He's going to say, "You owe that. <laughs> you owe this every week. We're all going to let these guys do whatever they want to do to you every week. Every week. So, is there a correlation there? Possibly, possibly. You may, you may get away with doing twenty-five or thirty a week, but typically, it's going to be fifty. Is there a correlation there in the fact that they know that they have family that's sending them? Money. I mean, is it is it a higher percentage of chomos that have money coming in than everybody it, else? It, it is. So they you know, it is kind of crazy. It does seem like a lot of them come from like uh, teaching backgrounds. A lot of them come from. Um, it, it does seem that most of them do have families that take care of them. Their families are always at visit. Their families are, you know, they're, they're they always. I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I don't really get it. But but they're always there. Interesting. Um, and most of them, you know, just stick to their innocence. You know, they claim that it was all a lie and this and that. Blah blah blah. Well, it doesn't matter. You're going to pay. Right. You're right. going to pay. And um, so that's what it comes down to. And so they're paying for protection. And nobody can touch that person unless they have delinquent payments. Wow. And I imagine they they might keep raising them. Making it harder and no, harder. No, 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 they, no. They will. They'll pretty much. You know, they, they pretty much uh, honor. I mean, actually, so there pretty is good businessman. You know what I mean? Okay. Good customer service. Interesting. Um, you know, they're they're just gonna want them to stick to the agreement, and then and then uh, whenever they go, they go. Uh, but you know, until that point, they owe. Wow. So, did you ever see any of the chomos rise higher than chomo? I mean, like, never. No. It was always Never. the scarlet letter was they, always on them. They have their own lunch tables. They're not allowed to sit. You know, like typically, you know, uh, you know, desegregation, you know, is ridiculous. It's a bunch of crap. You walk into any cafeteria in any school, you know, middle school, high school, all the blacks are with the blacks, Mexicans with the Mexicans, whites with the whites. I mean, you may have a few mixed here and there if, it, if they're like on an athletic team together, they may sit together. But, yeah, but... typically, it's just the same as college. Yeah, uh, in high school, same in prison. Yeah, All but the, you know, but then to, to clarify, desegregation was actually desegregating entire schools and entire school districts, not just desegregating yeah, yeah, a, a classroom. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but they can't even do it in the lunchroom for God's sakes. But right, 
I'm saying like pe- people go back to what they want to be people around. It's almost like they just will se- attract to they segregate what they themselves. Right, right. But then it's broken down even more. You got a Crips table. You got a blood table. You got a uh, you got you got the you know you got the white supremacist table. You got the Asatru table, which the Asatrus are um, Odin Odinist. They is basically like where the Thor and everything yeah, comes from. That's um, that's big in prison. That's at, well, yeah, because it's kind of yeah white nationalists. And yeah, okay, gotcha. Wow, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you you um then then you have the everyday white boys, and then you have the Mexican tables, and then you have the crappy ones over by the trash cans where the chomo set. Wow. So they are you know marked, and everybody knows what they are. Everybody knows who they pay. Everybody knows um knows everything about them. And there's no avoiding it. Zero avoiding it. No way of avoiding it. There's no way around it because but it, if – go ahead. I was going to say, but as long as they're cool, as long as they keep up there into the as, bargain. As long as they pay. So there's hope as, for anybody who ends up there as long as they as long keep as they up pay. there into their bargain. Wow. Yes, exactly right. That's, that's scary. Exactly right. That's scary. Well, it's even scarier if you're um, – if you're back like behind the walls in the max or whatever. Now, see, it's a little bit easier to hide your case back there because you're in lockdown most of the day, so you're not like intermingling with people as much or commingling. Right. Um, so you can kind of hide it better. But when they find out back there, they like to take payments in different ways. Oh, really? Yes. Like, you know what? Uh, I'm basically going to do to you what you did to them to get here. And, uh, and that is that's the... going to be what you do to get through this whole whole experience. Man, this is really taking a dark turn, by the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's chomo. The word of the week, oh. chomo. Don't be a chomo. <laughs> yeah, don't. Don't. Please don't. Jesus. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. all right. Thanks for that, Chody. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no problem. No problem. <laughs> I have a feeling that word of the day is going to be a very interesting segment for us. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to um, – actually, I wanted to circle back to last episode. Uh, for just a little bit, because if you remember, I'm sure you do, uh, you got a, a little ding dong, little uh, friend stopped by and you showed yeah, up, you did your Donald Duck impression as you waddled over to the front. Um, yes. I have to challenge you on this. I have to challenge you on this because I could hear everything. Your mic picked up quite a bit. You got up knowing that you didn't have pants on. And you answered the door and you're like, whoopsie, I better put some pants on. And then you like close the door, you put some pants on, you went over and talked to him. I think you knew who it was. And I think you wanted to answer the door half naked. No, I, I didn't answer the door. I looked through the blinds first. Uh-huh. And they said, and they're knocking on the door. And I said, wait, I got to put some pants on first. Okay. Yeah, that's. <laughs> All right. I thought yeah, yeah, you yeah. were playing a charity no. game. No, no, no. I certainly would never let him. <laughs> I mean, I don't let them see how small it is until I already got him in bed. I'm not going to ever get him there if they see the front. <laughs> so you can always tell, you know, the guy who has like the big penis because he treats his girlfriend like complete crap, but they stick with him anyway. Uh, yeah. He doesn't have a job. Like, what does that guy have to offer? Uh, uh, probably seven to nine inches. Yeah. Yeah. Probably I, seven to nine inches. My wife has mentioned that to me in the past, and I've just like, it, just a gut punch where she's like, that guy's too confident. He probably has a big hog. I'm like, oh, don't oh, say that. Oh, God, have a big hog. You're not supposed to know a, Be thinking about, about, that, about that or, or know that anyone has one bigger than me. 
Yeah, because, oh, my, by the way, prison will clearly let you see that everyone does. I mean, high school locker rooms let me know pretty quick. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, like, right now, one time I was, in a, I was in a shower with two other guys. In total, there was 21 inches of penis. Only three of them were mine. <laughs> I, uh, like, <laughs> and 12 of them were another guy's. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, they got, they, got a, they got a shower shoe for both feet and for that thing. <laughs> um, for God's sakes. Uh, now, oh, and let me go and say this right now. The thing about black guys, not true. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I haven't seen true. too many outside of pornography. Is, I mean, it's not true. I mean, it's not, it's not all the same. Mm. Nope. Not true. All right. So, yeah, but the, about the hogs. Yeah, so there's this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> One more thing about hogs before we move on. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you definitely, you de- I definitely would not answer the door exposed, you know, like that. I certainly would not do that. Well, I thought it might have been part of your charm. I've seen you put your charm on before. Your charm is self-deprecating. And so it would have been the, oopsie, oh my goodness, oh my God. Trust me, I've done oh that sort of thing. Oh, I just took a cold shower. It'll get bigger. And they they would just giggle and laugh and have a good time. And by the way, did you go back out? Did you go out with them that night? Yeah, Can I did. you talk about it? Did you have a good time? No. No? All right. It was a great time. Good times. Good times. Mm-hmm. All right. That's what I like to hear. It was a great time. Brian, you know, but at the same time, it was like, uh, it was a good time, but it wasn't, you know, like I, right. I see things, you know, and it's definitely not even a place I want to be. Like I said, I don't know a lot of people here and it's close. So I go and I hang out right. but at the same time. There's just so much misery in a bar. Uh, yeah. Especially if they're bar flies and yeah. And like, dude, this one girl who was there has been engaged to this guy to get married Sneaks out of the bar with this other dude. Her fiance shows up, and they're like, "Oh, she left." He leaves. All of a sudden, she comes back in with this other guy. Uh, the next day on Facebook, they're done, and she's in a relationship with that guy she snuck out of the bar with. Oh my god! I'm like, oh man, I'm just like, I. That's why I got to really protect my heart. We know the last time my heart got broken, I went on a crime spree. Uh, yeah. I got to be careful. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. That's nuts, dude. I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I don't go to those CD-type bars anymore, mostly because in this town that I live in, we only have one real bar, but it's like a restaurant on top of it. And I only go with like my wife, her sister, my brother-in-law, and like mm-hmm. really close friends. So it's like just us at a table having a good time, and we're gone by like 10.30 or 11. In fact, yeah. bachelor party uh, for one of my buddies a couple of months ago. Um, I think... I think we were home by 1030. Yeah, because usually in places like that, the regulars start pouring in at 11. No, actually. You'll have some there already. Here, uh, they start closing down around 11. It's nuts. Even on a Saturday night, they'll they'll start like, eh, I think we might. Uh, because there are other bars, and I think the bartenders want to go to the other bars. They're not bars oh, man, yeah. we would go to, <laughs> mm-hmm. but there are other bars. So like you could tell they're starting to get the itch. And they're drinking on the clock, you know, so they're like, uh, let's go get this party started somewhere else instead of having oh, man. fun and, here. And that's another thing I see, too. I see, like, the bar owners who a lot of the places here, uh, you know, you rent the bar. Well, you get the whole top floor for the living area, too. So it's like they're oh, never yeah, yeah. not there. They're uh, always there. And I'm like, oh, that would just be, oh, I could not do it. I could not do it. I do something. I live and work at home. Mm-hmm. And it's awful. Like right now, I'm working ten hour days, and I've been doing it since last Sunday. And I still have two more weeks of this until I go on, go off my rotation. And it's just 
sitting in this very room that you see me in for 10 hours mm-hmm. a day. And then like today, now I'm in here for another hour and a half doing a podcast. And so yes. on my lunch break, I just boom, dart out the door. I go on a jog or I take my dog on a walk and I'm like, I have to get out. Even if it's nasty out, even if it's 105 degrees, I, I chopped down a tree not too long ago because I needed something to do outside. Did you really chop down a tree? Yeah, man. A big, big old tree. Uh, I've, I'll have fire. I'll have firewood for probably three years based off of this tree. And then, holy cow, and dude! Then I took, Good for you. Then I took an axe to the root. Uh, at the base, it was probably a uh, probably a, a four foot radius. No, excuse me, radius was it is pretty, just half. Was it pretty girthy? It was pretty girthy. Probably two foot radius. Um, mm, that's a nice hog. Big and you know, big old hog. Big old hog. <laughs> Not true about all trees, by the way. They don't all have big hogs. I know a lot of people say that. It's a rumor that I've heard in the past, but not all trees yes. have big hogs. Yes. But I Yeah, I, hey, it's crazy how black people how black guys get so bent out of shape about every stereotype except for that one. Right. Yeah, yeah. How you dare know, you? Of, <laughs> hey, they're they're I mean, they're eating chicken, drinking strawberry pop. You mention it, it's racist, but the penis is right on point. Go for it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Anytime you want, but yeah, uh, I that tree. I I ended up spending probably four weeks with an axe, taking that root out, just chopping it all up. And now, so I've got like all the wood shavings from it too that I'm going to use as mulch in my uh, flower bed. I mean, I'm I'm a man's man right now, and I probably that's free. That's pretty awesome. That's actually a good workout too. Oh, it's a great workout. I spent an hour out there and go through three shirts because I'm not going to do it topless. I'm sorry, I've got got the. The boy oh, there goes my fantasy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but dude, doing that for four weeks, I probably lost like ten pounds, and I was ripped every day because it was just I had I had a wood splitter and then an axe, and the wood splitter was fifteen pounds. So just raising that thing up and slamming it down for four weeks. Yeah, I want to find another tree to do that to. It's yeah, just my workout. That's, that's I good do work. That. It's fantastic. What are you doing these days after you got out of uh, out of prison? Are you doing any? Uh, are you working out or anything? Boy, I have a gym membership that's fifty bucks a month that I don't use. Dude, you got to get in there. Do you remember when we used to work out together? And oh, I do kind of. We used to say we used. To, <laughs> there used to be the big guy working out in the corner, you know, with mm-hmm. the big old muscles, and we'd be like, "Yeah, pussy, man, you should see me in six months. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. should see me in six months, man. That guy, that guy, that guy's gonna be a pussy, man. That nothing. <laughs> no, you should see me in six months, and then like." What'd you say, bro? <laughs> two two weeks later, we'd be like, "Man, that that guy, you should see me in s- seven months, man. You should see me in seven <laughs> yeah. months, man." Yeah, the results just don't come as quickly as you want. <laughs> yeah, but clearly, it's all it takes is six months. That's actually when I started to realize that maybe Brian's got a problem with pills, because we would work out and like you would give me like three or four painkillers afterward. Be like, "Dude, these are gonna be perfect for you tomorrow, man." You're not going to have any pain tomorrow, man. You know, you know how you get that pain after you work out? Here, take a couple of these. You're going to feel fine. I was like, I think the, the pain's a good thing, man. I kind of like the pain. It's, it's, it's oh, good. man, yeah. Yeah, that was a problem. Um, <laughs> I did go through a peel phase. And <laughs> thanks for bringing that up. We got to tell you guys this, you know, the opioid family, which is basically a pharmaceutical grade heroin, you know, hydrocodone, yeah. oxycodone. It's great. It's fantastic in the beginning. I mean, it's wonderful. Um, and then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, my God, I haven't taken a dump in two months. Oh, man. 
because it shuts down your um, digestive system. Right. So, you know, you're you're not pooping at all. Are you eating like you used to? Yeah. Oh, my so God. You're still having it. Yeah, the, I mean, you're still eating. The dollar menu. You feel like you need to poop. You go and you push and you push and you push. Oh, my gosh. Nothing comes out. Nothing comes out. And I don't know if we have enough time for me to finish this story. Yeah, we do. But, we got it. Um, When I first realized this was bad, I was driving home from work, and all of a sudden, my stomach was like, <laughs> and it hurt so bad. And I had to lean over the steering wheel and clutch my legs. I'm looking through the steering wheel and driving. Um, just sweat pouring down my face. Oh my God. I pull in park and I just start walking in with this painful, oh, a terrible, gut wrenching pain. Going to the bathroom, nothing. You look like you're walking in there. You look like you're carrying a keister egg with you. A, a keister egg is much easier than this. <laughs> so I'm, I'm walking in and I push it. I push, I'm sweating. I'm sweating, I'm sweating, I'm sweating, and I'm pushing so hard my legs cramp up, nothing comes out. Oh, my God. The next day, same time, same point in my trip home. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Hurry up. I drive home. I pull into the drive. I remember this so clearly. Um, my neighbor was out there working in his car, and, and I said, hey, what's going on? He said, oh, not sh- not shit. Uh. <laughs> he knows he knows uh, yeah you know so i run into the bathroom but this day i'm prepared i'm like you know what there's something in there that needs to come out and uh i need to go ahead and get this taken care of so i went in there and i grabbed the ky warming sensation <laughs> from from my ex-wife's drawer in the bathroom okay and i start putting it around my hole because uh, i want to help it out sure but sure. then I'm I'm sitting there thinking like you know what, this thing's not trying to get in; it's trying to get out. I need to grease up the inside. <laughs> it's not trying to. So get this in. is like foreshadowing to my later days when I'd be putting things in my prison wallet. <laughs> so I I have the rubber glove on. I put it inside. I I hunch over the toilet. I spread both butt cheeks. Okay. And I do a quick lunge down to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel. This mass come out and I relax, which causes my muscles to relax around it. Oh, oh my gosh, that hurts so bad. Oh, push, push, push. Like I'm doing Lamaze breathing and everything. Yeah, okay, yes, exactly. I am pushing and I'm pushing, and finally, I can't even push anymore. I reach down there with the glove hand and uh, I feel it. Oh. It's like bigger than a baseball. I grab it. Oh. It doesn't give or anything. It's so hard like clay. Oh, and now I you're making start me hard. To pull it out. Oh. And finally it gets past the big apex and it gets easier to just I just comes and hits the toilet. It doesn't even make a sound when it hits the water. <laughs> just, it was almost like the water was so disgusted by what was coming, it parted and then just came back around it again. I was, I was thinking you just completely displaced the water. That's why it didn't make no, any no. sound. It, just, it was all over oh, you. It, or, or this dry thing soaked it all up. And I stand up, and as I'm standing, drops of blood are falling on the toilet seat. Oh my! Dro- like God. you know, you know, it, it looked like my butt had a bloody nose. It was just like dripping. So I, 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 I get a wad of toilet paper, I, I stuff it up there and clench my cheeks to kind of stop the bleeding a little bit, and I turn around, and what is in the toilet looks like a giant camouflage crunchy Cheeto. Oh. It was like 
a club, giant. like Captain Caveman's club. Hey. It was like really big and round on the end. Giant camouflage Cheeto? A crunchy Cheeto, crunchy yeah. Cheeto. Like, you know, I was like club shaped and it goes down like a handle. Yeah, the, the, well, the, the big part of the club was what came out first, okay? Oh. And I, I'm just sitting here looking at this thing and like it was a... It was a timeline of every meal I had had over the last month. Oh, my God. Like, oh, yep, there's Thanksgiving. There's Buffalo Wild Wings. You could just see the color changes it's, go throughout It's like it. an excavation of bedrock. Like, okay, That's this exactly is the Pleistocene right. yeah, period. Yeah, all the different layers. <laughs> it's just the- oh, so <laughs> even though I know it's dumb, I go ahead and try and flush the toilet. Oh, no. And this thing Dude. is just like doing like a breakdancing backspin on the bottom of the toilet <laughs> looking at me like, ha, ha, ha. You know, I try and flush it again, and it's like poking up out of the out of the bowl like a buoy in a lake. It's like it's not going anywhere. It just sounds like um, a broken washing machine. And the smell, because it's just been sitting inside of me dry. So what's happened is every failed attempt of me using a bathroom has just been packing this clay together. Why are you so dry inside? Well, because I'm moist. Dude, when, no, I'm telling you right now, you would not be if you're on that many lower tabs. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Good point. <laughs> so then I um, I, I realize there's only one thing I can do. I, I go ahead and I grab a Dylan's bag from, you know, oh. well, you know how we, 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 we line our uh, our trash cans in the bathroom with like sure. a Dylan's bag. Yeah, yeah. You know? I do the same thing. So I pull that out, reach in air, and I grab this hefty thing after taking several photographs of it. I think, honestly, um, I think you sent me this. I pro- I'm sure I, I did. I think you did. And then you sent I'm me sure a second picture of all of the toilet paper covered in blood. That's the, that's the one. That's the one. So uh, um, Why do I remember I, pictures of poop from you? I don't <laughs> Jeez. You need to send you know, me day, better photos. <laughs> you know, the day that they added cameras on phones is the day that I said, everybody else is thinking dick pic. I'm thinking poop. <laughs> poop pic. Poop pic. Yep. Hashtag so I throw pic. it in the bag. I throw it in the bag, I tie it up, and I go out there, and my neighbor's still working on the car, <laughs> and I'm just throwing this, oh. You're just holding this, the bag up going, hey, no shit. Yeah, no, not, yeah. <laughs> not uh, oh, how's it going? Oh, it's all right. It's all right. But I'm sort of throwing it in the trash can, just thinking, and it just sound the heavy thud it made when it hit the trash can. And, of course, the trash had just been taken that day. So it's like, an, uh, it's going to be sitting there for a week. Empty. Um, oh. Oh. But now I can tell you, like right now, that I have never, ever had to struggle to poop again. Oh yeah, I bet. I mean, there was like permanent damage done that day. Oh yeah, permanent damage. Now, now yes. you probably still struggle to hold it in. Yeah, I yeah. Imagine. Now, now I got to exactly. Uh, sometimes I feel when I fart, it goes inside out. <laughs> kind, of, kind of like one of those party favors that kids have at their birthday parties. Gotta reset the asshole. Sometimes when I sit on the toilet. <laughs> It looks like a baby elephant drinking from a pond. <laughs> <laughs> that should not be touching the water. Um, but yeah, so that I, I did go through a pill phase. Thank God, though, I got off of those. I have a question, though. That, I, I have a question. Did did, mm-hmm. did Chet, the big pile of poop, did Chet say anything to you? Well, <laughs> well no, this no, going but on. I did feel he was laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it, it, like I said, that that was something. And, and right then and there, I knew, like, oh my god, these things aren't as good as I thought they were. But the uh, just a little public service announcement. Okay. The worst 
the worst withdrawal you'll ever have. Oh, interesting. Um, it is a physical withdrawal, uh, just like heroin, where your blood is boiling, itching, you're kicking your legs, you're sweating, you have diarrhea. You, um, the moment you're about to fall asleep, your restless legs start kicking around all over the place. And what makes it so hard is you got to go through that for about, about a week and a half before you get through it. So it's so much easier just to say, screw it on day three and just go get more just to kill it. You can stop it all right then and there, but then you got to start all over again. So it's like, just like any drug, don't do it. They're bad. You know, they're, you know, as a matter of fact, I remember one time saying, uh, you know, the question isn't why do I take pills? The question is why wouldn't I? Okay. Well, let me tell you, first of all, it's expensive. You know, you're paying you're paying ten, five to ten bucks a pop, you know. Then your tolerance goes up so high that it, get, it takes like fifteen to twenty to get you through the day. So it's just a never ending uh, miserable existence and I know there's a lot of people out there struggling with it now. The opioid, the, 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 I mean, right now it's destroying, it's killing people all over the place. Well, you know, it killed Heath Ledger, you know. And, I mean, it's killing a lot of people right now. I mean, it, I mean, it's an epidemic. It seriously is. No, it's definitely usually like a, a rich man's uh, or a rich woman's uh, drug of choice. Yeah, but, but, of course, there's a lot of other people. It's not. And, what, and the worst thing about it is it's prescribed by your doctor. Your doctor gets you hooked. And then after those prescriptions run out, now you're on the streets buying them. You know what I mean? And it's just that's whenever everyday people are introduced to the wrong circle and it can really just send your life into a tailspin. And as a matter of fact, I can trace back most of the people I ended up getting in trouble with later were people I met when I was buying pills from the streets. That's exactly what like the you know, the mafia never would have rose to the power it became had prohibition never occurred. And now you have everyday people, you know, uh, doing business with the mob just because they want some alcohol. And now, oh, hey, you know, well, you, you, you own that warehouse over there. Well, hey, let's talk about it a little bit. And now you've been introduced to the criminal element, and that's when it gets bad. If you take the money off the streets, it's better for everyone. It's better for everyone. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, it's the black market. I mean, Jeremy, it's not only black people selling weed. <laughs> Yeah, but I know what you mean. Yeah, the black market, <laughs> not even talk about the tax dollars and all this and that, but yes, it's it's putting guns in the hands of criminals. It's, you know, creating these criminal empires because you are making it illegal, you know, and that's that's what's happening. But I can tell you right now it is true because, yeah, guns, I mean, it's just as good as cash. They said it wasn't a gateway drug. My homie was taking subs and he ain't wake up the whole while These billionaires, they kicked up Paying off Congress, so we take their drugs Murderers, who will never face the judge And we dance into a song about a face gone numb But I seen homies turn gray, noses draining blood I could have been gone, our 30s faded in that tub That's Prince, Michael and Whitney, that's Amy Ledger and Pimpsy That's Yams, that's DJ AM, goddamn they're making the killing Now it's getting the t- Cause Sarah, Katie, and Billy But this shit's been going on From Seattle out to South Philly It just moved about the city And it spread out to the burbs Now it's everybody's problem Got a nation on the verge Take activists off the market Jack the price up on the syrup But Purdue Pharma's about to move that work The drug dealer was a doctor Doctor had the blood from Big Pharma Pharma He said that he would heal me 
heal me, but it only gave me problems. Problems, my drug dealer was a doctor. Doctor had the plug from Big Pharma. Pharma, I think he trying to kill me. Kill me, he tried to kill me for a dollar. Dollar. And these devils, they keep on talking to me. They screaming, open the bottle. I wanna be at peace. My hand is gripping that throttle. I'm running out of speed. Try to close my eyes, but I just keep on sweating through these sheets. Through these sheets for a horseman. They won't let me forget. I wanna forge a prescription. Cause, doctor, I need some more of it. When morphine and heroin is more of your budget. I said I never use a needle, but short. Fuck it. I'm caught up. I'm on one. I'm nauseous. No options. Exhausted. This is not what I started. Why Fucking carcass, I lost everything I wanted. My blinds drawn, too gone to leave this apartment. My drug dealer was a doctor. Doctor had the plug from Big Pharma. Pharma, he said that he would heal me, heal me, but he only gave me problems. Problems, my drug dealer was a doctor. Doctor had the plug from Big Pharma. Pharma, I think you're trying to kill me. Well, we'll talk about that one next time, especially when you're talking about the methamphetamine trade where most of it's coming from Mexico. So a lot of the cartels are coming down and they always want more guns. <laughs> yeah, 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 I wasn't actually building fences. No, no, that's a person. No, also is not doing sword play. No, 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 no. That is the person who will buy stolen goods at a discounted price, um, a place you can take something you can't take anywhere else to sell. The black market. No, no, I've seen how it's falling out right in front of my eyes. Now, if we could, um, we're going to have next week's word for prison word is kite. Like, uh, why don't you fly him a kite? Or why don't you uh, get a kite on that? Kite, K-I-T-E. Prison word of the week. Week, 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 week. Prison word of the week. Week, 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 week. Yeah, don't be doing that, because you know what happens? We'll catch you in the shower on that one. Got that right, and that's a true story.